This is Beyond Learning, a podcast in which we explore stories of learning and stories of change. Sometimes you love a piece of clothing that much that you would like to mend and mend and mend it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> indeed. My name is Alexandra Cosera, and in this episode, you will hear from my colleague, Rafaela Kirer. For the past two months, she's been going to a sewing class in Mechelen, her hometown. It's a short train ride away from Brussels, where we both work. But before Rafaela brings you to her weekly class, at which she will meet her teacher and her classmates, we're going to ask her about her own learning experience so far. So I have to say, I mean, I think at the office we all like are adult learners and you keep hearing about people picking up different classes. And for this one, I wasn't so surprised because I remember, uh, I think it was something like a year ago, we were both traveling to Istanbul. Do you remember that? Our long trip. <laughs> yeah. Our long trip to Istanbul, where we were both in a, in a training. Um, and I think at some point on the way, you told me that you would really like to make a quilt. Do you remember that? Yeah, um, that has been something um, uh, that has been on my mind for uh, quite a long time. Uh -huh. That I would, at some point in my life, um, make a quilt. Mm -hmm. Okay, how do you think that's the plan for the class? Or have you, I, I, I imagine <laughs> you haven't quite started with the quilt. Yeah, I. Uh, in the meantime, I discovered that making quilts is not that easy, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and you probably need more than one class. Uh -huh. uh, Especially uh, if you are a beginner to, to really uh, know the techniques, um, understand how you need mm. to, to create the pattern, the concept mm -hmm. um, for such a project. Um, but yeah, I'm still um, determined to do that once <laughs> at some point. <laughs> okay, so over the past two months when you've been going to the class, what, what kind of things have you, been, have you been learning, both in terms of like the actual tangible outcome, but also, you know, the, 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 the things that come up during the class. <coughs> well, actually, I'm, I'm surprised about how much, um, how many different uh, mm -hmm. things we've uh, already learned. Of course, there are these um, concrete sewing projects, like we've now worked on an apron um, and a, a tote bag. Um, the next thing that we will do is, is um, a classic skirt. Mm -hmm. But then there are so many other things as well, like learning how to um, to see, yeah understand seams, um, mm -hmm. learning about different patterns, mm -hmm. about different fabrics, um, mm -hmm. about the weaving mm -hmm. um, of fabrics. Um, but we've also done a lot of uh, geometrical um, drawing, mm. um, we've done even um, bits of uh, mathematics, you know, mm -hmm. to understand volume, mm -hmm. um, these kinds of things. Um, but then, of course, there are also these other aspects, like just really getting together with people um, that you would usually not meet in, yeah. in your daily life, yeah. in, at work and so on. Um, and also understanding how um, Everything that we create can also have a positive impact on the environment mm, mm. because we learn how to to mm -hmm. um, repair things, how to make um, something out of uh, scrap fabric. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and I think that's what you uh, what you're going to talk about also with your class uh, classmates in the in the discussions that we're going to hear. So, can you tell us a bit about uh, what's going to happen and what's going to happen in the class that uh, you recorded, so to speak? My idea was to. Um, just really 
create a snapshot of mm -hmm. what's going on in my um, classes. Um, and I've talked to the teacher, but also to um, some of the, the colleagues from uh, my class mm -hmm. and people from other classes um, in more advanced years, just to get to know the motivations mm -hmm. um, to participate in this class, mm -hmm. um, what um, inspired them to take on suing, mm -hmm. um, and what they want to get out of it eventually, but also um, how they um, see environmental aspects or aspects of sustainability. Mm. Okay, great. Let's listen to that. Pursuing classes take place once a week at the local adult education center in my hometown. And we are a mixed group of women between the age of around 35 to around 75. It's also a very multilingual environment as adult education centers often are anyway. Um, so be prepared also for a multilingual experience here. Our first challenge for the class was to make an apron. And here, this is me starting the work on it. So, as you can hear, my sewing machine was really fast. Fortunately, my teacher had a solution. I then also talked to my colleague Helen from the class on what motivates her to participate in the classes. Well, uh, Hilden and I, we have been talking about this television program. Mm -hmm. It's called The Great British Sewing Bee. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. So, and we became huge fans of uh, the program and still are. And then we and because uh, there, there are women uh, in it that just started sewing uh, because of Corona, and so they had to stay at home and uh, and they made these beautiful things. So and we were talking about it. I said, oh, maybe maybe we can do that as well. And uh, both of us, we just finished finished the course uh, in. Um, Art history, oh. so, and we were looking for something else to do, so and we decided to subscribe and uh, take the course. Oh, great! So it's um, because you want to create something, yes, uh, because mm -hmm. be able to do something, um, yeah, to be a bit creative. Yes. Mm -hmm. And do you also have any considerations concerning sustainability? For instance, that you'll be able to mend clothes or... Yes, yeah. yes, of course, because uh, uh, I think this, this is the basic uh, course, but I think there's a, a course that yeah. calls mending and... Exactly, uh, yes. And also in the program, the Great British Sewing Bee, there's always one part that they have to I didn't know. Uh, make something totally different from old garments or anything ah, can be ah, anything and they make really great. really nice things mm -hmm. yes. okay so. i know the show but i've never uh, i've never watched it so it's really it's just good fun as mm -hmm. well uh, yeah. and you you learn all the techniques because yeah. they explain it very well mm -hmm. so you um have plans to make clothes yourself i am i'm just going to see what at the end of the course, if I still like it, 
because I I think you you really have to love doing things. Uh, yeah. So I'll I'll see at the end of the course if I like it, and then uh, I probably because I I know a bit of sewing, mm -hmm. but not uh, enough to make my own clothes. And, uh, and but I can mend things and. Uh, and uh, before I start investing in a sewing machine or whatever, I just wanted to get all the techniques uh, uh, really well. Uh, One thing is sure, whether we already have some experience in sewing or not, the instructions and individual follow-up of our teacher are really crucial. I talked with another colleague about her passion for sewing and why it is so relaxing for her. She says that at work she is always busy with intellectual tasks, so she very much enjoys doing something only with her hands in the class. We also talked about aspects of environmental sustainability and how sewing can have a positive impact on sustainability. My colleague Christine says that this is also an important question for her, but that she wonders if we can really be so sure of sewing being, being a sustainable practice if we don't actually know where the fabric is coming from. We get to touch different types of fabrics. The teacher explains the differences of the quality, of the thickness, of the materials, and she also already anticipates a bit the next project that we will be working on, and that will be a classic skirt. And now that we've heard about all of these different types of fabrics, the choice is ours to make about the fabric that we want to use for our own skirts. My colleague Rina says that she's enjoying our classes very much and that she's looking forward to having more time for creative projects once she retires in a couple of months. I've always wanted to be able to sew. My mother used to sew. She really made our clothes and uh, yeah, I never had time in, in, in my life, in fact, because uh, I always worked full time and more. I have uh, two sons uh, with a difference in age of only 11 months, so life has always been quite busy. And now um, it's not that long anymore before I can retire. Oh, As a matter of fact, it's uh, a year and three months from now. And I thought I can start um, yeah, sewing now so that I will be able to make things on my own by that time. Um, in fact, I tried to um, learn to sew before, but that was um, not really in a school. Um, yeah, so it was not really organized, if you like. Yeah. And here I expect, I expect it, and it really is like that, to get um, a full explanation of everything yeah. so that we understand what we're doing and that we can do it on ourselves afterwards. We also talked about sustainability and if this is important to her. I am not really thinking of sustainability, but I would like to be able to mend things. Mm -hmm. But more um, because sometimes you love a piece of clothing that much that you would like to mend and mend and mend it. Yeah, yeah. indeed. 
or also to when when you buy something and you really like it and in the end yeah it's it's worn out um, I would like to be able to copy something something like that oh, yeah. such a piece of clothing oh yeah that's yeah. great over the years I kept a number of pieces of clothing um, yeah that I really can't wear anymore because they're really worn and um, I kept them because one day I would like to copy them yeah Oh, that's nice. I can really relate to what Rina says. When I like certain pieces of garment, I feel really some sort of personal attachment to them. I can't remember how many times I had to give things away because they were really worn out or just didn't fit anymore. And I'm so happy that now I learn how to mend and recreate them. I would like to continue. Yeah. I, I already know that. Yeah. I'm really happy with our teacher. Yeah. I think she's extremely good. Yeah. Absolutely. Need to talk to her later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it makes all the difference. Huh? I mean, um, both, how should I say that? Um, both as a person, as a human being, and as, as a teacher, I mean, that combination, I mean, we're lucky. Yeah, I really think so. And then it was time for me to finish my own apron and try it on. So first of all, congratulations on the apron. Thank you. <laughs> Can you tell me honestly, did it only take you that one class to make it? No, uh, it took several classes to, okay. to make the apron. Uh -huh. It was a real project um, uh -huh. from the beginning um, to the end. Um, with drawing the pattern, um, cutting the fabric, mm. um, learning the different kinds of seams mm -hmm. that we need uh, for it. and. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was really quite a project. Okay, okay, perfect. Then even even more congratulations. Um, and then I also really enjoyed um, what your classmates were saying about the the teacher. And I understand we actually haven't heard the teacher. Maybe <laughs> you can tell us yeah. what happened there. <laughs> she, she and I were both so busy during my classes uh -huh. um, that we weren't able to um, talk to each other mm -hmm. about uh, or for the, this yeah. podcast. Um, but um, then she invited me to mm. uh, a class with mm -hmm. advanced learners. Mm -hmm. How was that different as an experience from your own class? Or how uh, were, were the learners different there? Was there anything special about them? Well, um, the classes themselves um, are different in, in terms of uh, format, but also content, of course, because they've mm. seen all the basic um, they've courses made their already. Uh -huh. Yeah, they've made their aprons, probably hundreds of them in the meantime, <laughs> also uh -huh. dresses and so on. Um, but they are in a class where they can um, design things themselves. And then with the help of the teacher, mm -hmm. they c carry out their personal mm -hmm. individual um, projects. Mm -hmm. And um, I've talked to people who've uh, been to, to sewing classes and also to this adult education center uh, for 30 class, uh, 30 years. 30 years. Wow, <laughs> that's that's incredible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of the persons even was astonished herself when she realized How that it long? has been 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, wow, that's that's really beautiful. Okay, so let's hear from the second class that you attended this time, uh, talking to, to a learner there, I understand, and also a t the, your teacher. Yes, perfect. I also talked to some participants of the advanced classes about their motivation to participate in the swimming classes. And basically all of them confirmed what also my colleagues from my beginner's class had said, namely that they really just like to uh, meet other people, to experiment with clothes, um, fabrics, materials and so on. And that this gives them the passion to continue um, their learning pathways and um, yeah, just to move on with their sewing. One of the learners um, also said that for her it's so important to have that one moment per week when she can completely focus on something that she likes, um, that's not her work, not her family, not her household. So just really that moment for herself and um, to enjoy the time that she has. And then there was this moment in the class with the advanced learners that we found out that one of them has followed these classes for 30 years. She recalls how in the first five years of her um, training in sewing, she actually learned how to draw patterns herself. Everyone in my class, but also in the advanced classes, are speaking very enthusiastically about our teacher. Her passion is visible in everything that she does, in the general instructions, in the individual follow-up with each learner, and the sewing projects that she proposes. I asked her how she ended up in adult education, and um, she says that there is family background in sewing and tailoring, so um, her grandfather already did this. Um, she worked in the private sector, but then always had this passion of also conveying her knowledge and her skills to others um, and stepped into adult education. And now she says that this is really such a good choice for her because people, learners, are generally very motivated. Um, this is the greatest motivation for herself, actually, because people have actively chosen to participate in her classes. And she says what might be tiny steps for her are huge steps or even elephant steps for the learners. What's important is that they consciously take the decision to participate in the classes and um, she also says that there's always a reason why people land in adult learning. Some just really want to learn a certain craft, certain skill, but then for others it's also about the social context and she says that this is what makes it so beautiful. We also talked about sustainability. And my teacher says that it would be much more transparent if there were labels for fabrics to know how they were treated, how much water had been used, where they were produced and so on. So labels similar to those that we already know from food. 
This would make it much more transparent for people to understand where these fabrics come from. Um, but she also says that um, participating in swimming classes helps learners to be more conscious of their own choices whenever they buy new pieces of uh, clothing, to understand where this comes from and the impact that it has on the environment. She gives what to her is a perfect example of sustainability. One of the learners in one of the classes um, to make children's clothing um, brought the coat of her recently deceased mother and decided to make a coat for her own daughter out of it. Um, so this, of course, was very symbolic, but there was also a chance to reuse the material 100%. And this Sustainability is not only about the material, it's also about the social and the, the emotional aspects. My teacher also says that um, when, you, when we talk about sustainability, we shouldn't only talk about um, how environmental sustainability looks like, but also how adult education itself is sustainable for the learners. It's good for the health, the mental focus, motoric skills. And you can focus on this so much that you f forget the world around you. So I found the whole thing really beautiful. And also like how you talk to people who just tell you, ah, oh, it's great fun, but also I've never thought I would be able to do this or that. I think what surprised me most was the great British sewing bee being an inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still haven't watched the show, I have to admit, um, but I've seen some pictures, of course, and very short uh -huh. videos. Um, I think it's just uh, really that creative spirit that mm. it conveys um, yeah. to people and um, yeah, just also this idea mm. that everyone can sue, mm -hmm. um, that it's not something for people who've done this for I don't know how many years. Mm -hmm. Not everyone needs to do this for 30 years <laughs> to, to actually get some uh -huh. results out of it. Uh -huh. Okay, so having, having had all of these conversations with, with the learners and also with your teacher, is there anything new that you have reflected on or maybe anything that they have made you think of that you haven't thought of yourself? I think what um, really has stayed with me from the conversations is because I started this off as uh, mm. thinking mainly about environmental aspects of sustainability but then what people again and again um, told me is that they just really liked it so much to be um, with new people uh, in a common mm. safe space in a way um, and that you create something um, and that you also have a motivation to do something mm -hmm. um, apart from, you know, your job or household, family, mm. that it's really a moment for yourself and a moment where you also get together with other people. So this mm -hmm. very strong um, social aspect of adult learning and perhaps this is um, one of the aspects of sustainability that are often overlooked, but they are still so important. And I think that's mm -hmm. um, the social sustainability of, mm -hmm. of adult learning. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think probably we need to think this more as um, yeah, 
just really parts of the different uh, dimensions of sustainability that we can't um, or shouldn't think only about the environmental aspect, but certainly yeah. also about the social aspects. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that ties back, that ties, ties different things uh, together really beautifully. So I will have my last question, which is how do you feel now after two months in the class about your quilt? Is that still the plan? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> still the plan. But um, yeah, as I said, I realized that it uh, requires um, certain techniques um, and skills um, that I don't have yet, um, but I'm very much determined to get there eventually. <laughs> Um, and also, um, I probably need a, a special machine for this. <laughs> okay, a special machine, a certain amount of time. Probably not 30 years, though. You're gonna get there sooner. Yeah, I hope so. Beyond Learning is produced by the European Association for the Education of Adults, edited and mixed with the support of my colleague Angelki Anakopoulou. We'll be back in two weeks when we visit a feminist festival and speak to two guests there, an architect and a filmmaker. We will be talking about how public spaces can be made both more green and more inclusive, and about the experience of cycling from Brussels to Tokyo, and who you would meet on the way.